Welcome to Sounding Board Parenting, creating healthier human connections through the commonality of parenting. Exploring the world of parenting with high-performing mums and dads from a range of backgrounds, industries and family dynamics. This week's guest is Stuart Katanak, a dad to Jet and Orlando who are 6 years and 19 months old respectively. Stu is also a husband to Emily, whilst also considering being a confidant to his close mates to be one of his most important roles in life. Before we dive into the chat, Sandy Board Parenting would like to wish Stuart and Emily all the best and well wishes for when they welcome a new addition to their family in the coming months. Let's jump in. How has parenting changed your life? Um, it's... um. That's a really good question. How has parenting changed my life? It's definitely um, things that I thought were important before kids came along aren't. Number one. Um, number two. Um, yeah, I had no idea of the depth of love that you'd have for a child. I, I knew, obviously, you'd love your child very much, but I had no idea how. And it's very different to the love for my wife. And she'd say that I she'd say the same thing, you know. I've got no doubt that uh, I love her very much, and she loves very me very much. But the, the love for your child is, is different, and I'd probably say not more intense, but um, but yeah, it's a it's a different kind of love in a good way. So, um, what else? Um, I think it's given me moments. It's given me <laughs> moments of pure happiness, which I hadn't experienced anywhere else. But then again, it's also given me moments of absolute despair and frustration on a level which I hadn't experienced either. Like the, the, the two ends of that, well, without question. <laughs> um, um, and it's definitely just given me a, a greater response. To, greater responsibility right because you know when that baby's sort of born to the world like you're <laughs> you've got to step up to the plate um so um yeah that, that, that was the main thing to me i would love to to dive into both of those deeper as well and, yeah, and cool. be- before we do that though i'd love to know mm-hmm. what what's the story behind the moment you found out you were going to be a dad for the first time um, oh my, it wasn't, um, yeah, I remember quite clearly. It probably wasn't too, uh, anything too, too, too exciting. Pretty stock stand. I came home from work and, uh, and you know, I was, my wife was sitting on the couch, which that was a bit rare. She's not normally just sort of sitting on the couch. She'd be up doing stuff. And she's just sort of sitting there with a, you know, with a bit of a, um, bit of a, like a weird grin on her face. And like a bit of a, I wouldn't say it was a smile. It was sort of like a, it was definitely an expression, like a, a grin or a tender smile, but it was just a look of an, Oh well, what's you know, what's up? And she's sort of like clearly excited and probably a bit nervous and stuff. And um, and then I I think before she had the the, the chance to answer the question, I, I sort of picked it. I said, "Oh, you're pregnant, aren't you?" And um, yeah, she said, "Yeah, I am, absolutely." And yeah, jumped up and had a massive embrace and whatnot. And um, yeah, we're both sort of pumped and excited. And um, yeah, and, and that that was sort of how it how it unfolded. Had you been trying? For a while, or it just wasn't, no, no, about, wasn't about three months, three yeah. months, so pretty, pretty quick. Which, yeah, I think you know, obviously, some people can go through you know a lot longer, so yeah, two or three months, and um, yeah, it's not, not, a, not a massive amount of time. So, mm. you, you talked about the 
the challenges or, or some of those moments of despair before? Mm. What challenges have you faced as a parent, Stu? Oh, um, challenge number one for me is um, I don't cope well when, when my boys are sick. My wife will tell you, she, she sort of laughs at me, you know, she, um, I will, if they're sick, I'll grab them. I don't want them on their own in the cot. I'll grab them. They come in and bear with me. I want to make sure that I'm with them, etc. So I, um, I probably, you know, I, to look at it, I'm probably a little bit irrational with that. I probably not sort of, uh, like, is it really necessary? Half the time? No, it's not. But I, I just sort of want to provide that, um, you know, my, my view is if they're sick and not feeling well, I want them to have that comfort during the night, for example. Um, which can be, you know, which can absolutely be a challenge because that causes sleeping problems and all the rest of it. Um, the juggle, you know, the juggle of, of life is definitely the biggest tool and it's still a challenge today where, you know, you, 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 try and, you try and be a good parent and a good dad and, you know, you can't help it. But feeling guilty about, okay, well, you know, you still get to work and all the rest of it. And um, it's something that I constantly do and even now evolving my business model. Um, you know, so that uh, I, I don't want to be, and I never wanted to be a, a dad that's, um, you know, goes to work sort of Monday to Friday, leaves at, you know, leaves home from seven, comes home at six o'clock at night. Um, so yeah, looking looking at ways to do that where you know I can, you know, and I, I do drop off and pick up a couple of times a week at the moment, sometimes more. Um, so that's always a constant challenge. Um, other challenge is, yeah, not just just not being able to spend the quality time. You know, with the with, with the boys as much as you like. Do we spend quality time? Hundred percent, at every moment we get. But you know, if I didn't have to, if I, if you don't have you know financial constraints in life and all the rest of it, would you want to spend more time? Like, of course you would. So that's a, that's a big one. Um, what else? What else? Um, I think role modelling is a challenge. You know, or have your moments where you sort of you know you might sort of snap or yell or, or whatever and. You just sort of look back at it, and you know in the moment that you know that uh, you should be you know behaving that certain way. But you know sometimes that frustration gets better of you without questions. That's always a, a constant challenge. Um, what else? What else? Um, well, that would probably be the, the main ones. I reckon. You talked about financial constraints there. What do you think that? the reason is when you really reflect on it, the reason is that, that that time can be a struggle at times, finding that quality time. Just purely like if you didn't have to, if I didn't have to have a business to earn money, then I wouldn't have one. I'd, I'd, I'd be at home and, and whatnot, not, not being unemployed, but I would just be at home and be a lot more available. Um, simply put but that's not realistic either right so so what i've been doing with my business and you know, part of the rebrand and all the rest of it um is setting up a model and, and that was our big reason behind the app because once the content's built with the app etc the fulfillment side is done whereas my my consulting model i've been doing both i'll engage a client get them on board for example then go and do all the work which is just time consuming so you know a big motivation big reason for, for the app what i'm doing there is that once the content's on the app and a person enters the program, I don't have to worry about it. That's, that's taken care of, which is just going to free up a massive, massive amount of time so that, you know, long term, 
I'll spend my time on, on the front end and, and, and doing the, the marketing and stuff and doing collaborations with, you know, different types of organisations and whatnot um, to, to, to get people to, to use the program and, and, and use the app. And um, that's, yeah, the, the, the best way I see being able to get time back. Um, and just having more flexibility so I can, you know, be taking the boys to school, you know, five days a week, for example, doing pickup or all, all the rest of it and, you know, not not working sort of 40, 50 hours a week if possible. So just seeing the model up where I can be doing sort of 25 to 30 hours um, and, you know, and then just sort of being able to spend that more more time with, with, with the boys, which I think is important. Let's, let's take a few steps back uh, around yeah. the app. Uh, I'd love to, to dive into this. I, I think it's honestly going to and, and has the potential to be a real game changer in, in this space and uh, I believe it will be available to, to parents and, and family soon and, and it's called Worthy. Yes. Take us, take us through the, the story and, and the motivations behind the app. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Um, so when, um, when Jet, my eldest, who's now six, when he was three, he was, um, he was diagnosed with anxiety and, uh, and, you know, looking back at it, you know, when we sort of tell people that, that their first reaction is, oh, like, that that's really, really young. But looking back at it, you know, he, he had it from, you know, I, I believe a, a, a baby sort of six months of age. I, I remember clearly my wife and I going to take him to different people's houses or birthday parties or, or whatever. And we literally couldn't get in the front door without him just having an absolute meltdown and whatnot where we literally had to turn around and, and jump back in the car um, and go home. So we weren't um, we weren't surprised at three. In actual fact, we were probably relieved when we got that diagnosis, I think, because it was sort of, we sort of, we felt that was, that was, uh, that was the, the, the problem. So, um, yeah, so we engaged um, an amazing child psych in, in June up over here in Perth and, um, and you know, he only needed um, a, a couple of sessions with him and, and some strategies with that um, to help him with his anxiety. And, um, you know, Jet's now six and I would say 95 to 98% of his anxiety is, you know, sort of not, not there anymore, which is, which is amazing. It'll always be underlying, I've got no doubt, and it'll always be, you know, ready to sort of to pop up if he's not on top of things and all the rest of it. Um, but, um, but, you know, the things he was anxious you know, from a three and, and stuff. And there was a list, but there was a list as long as my arm. I'm, I'm talking, you know, the lawnmower man couldn't come over to mother lawn, he'd be having a meltdown. He couldn't get the vacuum cleaner out. He wouldn't get his, didn't want to get his hair cut because he, you know, like in case that the hair dryer went off him. And what, what we brought it down to was, it, most of his anxiety came from, if he's ever surprised with a noise, that and if it happened once, that was it, like, and that's what happened once, you know, he was sitting there playing and, and I think, you know, I went to the vacuum cleaner on without telling him or warning him <laughs> and it was just the worst thing I, worst thing I did. So, um, so that just led him to, you know, for the next sort of couple of years was that any time he would either see a vacuum cleaner or a lawnmower or all these other bits and pieces, like he literally just, you know, get really anxious and, you know, sort of tell into like a file bear and all the rest of it. Um, so, um, but one of the, through this process, I started doing a bit of a deep dive into you know into sort of mental health um, and anxiety and stuff. Is, is absolutely it has been you know in my family and whatnot. So it was sort of trying to work out, okay, is this you know is this stuff environmental? Is it genetic and all the rest of it? I still don't really know the answer to that. And, and to be fair, like it's probably not that important on what it is or, or how it is. I think for me, the, the more important thing was to try and come up with a solution to not only help Jet, but, you know, um, to help other kids. And, and you know, Jet 
being a boy, Orlando, my second son, um, being a boy and, and a third boy on the way. Boys also, with the research that I did, are definitely more, uh, more uh, what's the word, it's more common in boys um, with anxiety and, and mental health as opposed to, to girls for some reason. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing was when I started doing the research, I came across a report, you know, from the ABC in 2016, which which clearly called for an online solution to mental health, um, you know, and, and there's just there was just nothing out there. So um, that led me down a, a bit of a path and thought, okay, well, I've got a problem here, which, you know, which with my son. Um, we've actually, there's some cool strategies we've, we've done which have, which have helped him and pretty much fix his problem. Um, if I can, you know, sort of, develop something which can help other kids the same as him with with an online technology solution then uh, there wasn't there wasn't any really a marketplace for that so that was the sort of the premise behind you know behind where the, the app and um and it's pretty cool now so yeah the whole the whole purpose of it is to um is to improve a child's self-worth and um and you know i've been really really specific about wanting to solve one problem i, I believe that you know you can go down a there are so many problems out there in the world and um and, and probably from my consulting business background, it's instead of trying to be everything to everyone, I've just thought, you know what, I'm just going to focus on this self-worth piece. Um, and, you know, taking back to my days in the, in the police force, I worked with trouble youths at Rockingham for, for a number of years. And I sort of, as I was going through this process, I had to think back about them and, and their families. And, and the majority of the problems that these teenagers were facing and stuff was once again driven why well, i believe from from a lack of self-worth um like a like a self-esteem which can go on to lead to you know you know whether it's anxiety depression and eventually suicide um and then randomly enough um i've got a business coaching um product and program and stuff and uh, and when i was doing that i found that my some of my business coaching clients had the same sort of problem they were you know they were either pretending their business was doing a lot better than what it was, the outside world and all the rest of it. And when I really sort of broke it down, there was definitely a, a lack of self-worth, self-esteem issue. One ex-client in particular, when I sort of broke it down with her, you know, she sort of was came up from a tough upbringing and she was still trying to prove to her parents, you know, that she was going to be a success, even though in my eyes she had a relatively successful business and she was doing really well, really profitable. Um, but she was still sort of saying it was probably two to three times <laughs> bigger than what it was, which I just sort of said to her, you, you don't need to. And um, yeah, so um, mate, so 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 what we did is um, with Jet, you know, with his behaviour and whatnot, and with his you know anxiety and, and stuff over from three to five, we were at a we were at a point where um, you know we would have he would either have a meltdown, he would get frustrated or whatnot. And we didn't have a strategy, so you know, I ended up yelling at him, or my wife would. And you know, we, we have a, a, a philosophy in our family that you know we don't believe in smacking. Um, I don't judge anyone that does. Like it's not to you know, it's not to take the wrong heart. We just don't believe believe in it. So um, I remember at one point, you know, and it was probably a tough 14, 15 months with Jess. I remember saying to my wife like. You know, like seriously, should we should we introduce smacking like this? this, this, this what we're doing is just not working, and, and you know, and I was yelling, he was yelling, all the rest of it, and um, so um, that's when I had a chat to the child psych, and I just sort of said, look, this is the frustration, this is what's happening. I know as a parent that I'm not doing the right thing by yelling and whatnot. I know it's not doing him any good. Um, you know, is there something you can, you know, a strategy you can give me? And um, and he sort of gave us some some advice around that, and um, and funnily enough, at a similar sort of time, I was I had engaged a mindset coach for my business, and who was working with me one on one, and um, 
I was on the phone to him one day and I was just having a chat to him and I think I was just sharing my frustration with him. He said, oh, look, he said, um, why don't I just make up, because uh, he, I was meditating, you know, every morning, you know, um, one of the things I mentioned from this business coach. And he said to me, he said, look, why don't I do a meditation for Jet? And I went, I think Jet was four. And um, I went, oh, no, 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 Jet's not going to listen to a meditation. So he said, no, 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 like, just, I'll do one up and, um, like, just, just, you know, just play it and sort of see how you go. So I was very sceptical <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is just going to be a whole, you know, not going to work. And um, so he did a meditation for, for Jet and it was about a, a 10, 11 minute meditation. And um, so um, what I started doing is I obviously had it on my phone and, um, and I just sort of started, you know, accidentally that, you know, if Jet was having, getting frustrated or having meltdown, I would, you know, give him a cuddle, pick him up, or take him to his bedroom and, and not, not as in he's in trouble taking his bedroom as in come on mate we'll go in here and we'll just sort of calm down and and I just started putting this meditation on and um I did this on and off for probably three months and you know he would sort of lay there and whatnot and um he would absolutely start relaxing and and, and all the rest of it but was he you know I, I was like this is going okay um didn't really know if he was taking it in or not and um after about three months one day um doing the same sort of process and within about 30 seconds of, of, of doing just meditation, my battery went flat on my phone and it cut out, right? Like literally 30 seconds started his meditation. Anyway, what happened next was he then started repeating the words that would normally come after I'm like, oh my God, this kid's actually been, not only has he been listening to this meditation, but he's retaining it and he knows, and he just went on for like five minutes and don't get me wrong, it wasn't exactly in perfect order, but he just went on for the next sort of five minutes and just recited like three quarters of the app and, and the stuff that my mindset coach was saying. And I'm like, oh wow, like this is actually probably having a lot bigger impact and, and effect than, than what I realised. So um, wow. yeah, so yeah, it was really powerful and um. And so then, um, so man, what, what, what I did was I sort of said to my wife, I said, look, this is pretty cool and, and this is actually working. Um, so I, um, I then just sort of, there was a couple of um, mindfulness exercises that he learned at school. Um, so I just said to my wife, I said, look, this is a process that we're going to implement now that if Jeff gets frustrated, if he gets, uh, you know, if he gets angry, if he has a meltdown, etc. There's no yelling, there's no screaming, etc. All we do is, and all I do is go up, give him a cuddle and, you know, and, and make him feel okay. And just say, hey, mate, um, if you want, go and jump jump in your room, keep the bedroom door open and go and do your, 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 relaxa your relaxation and, and your, your mindful exercise or whatever you want to do and just sort of come out when you're feeling happy. And, and for the first few months, I did that with him and I'd just go in there with him. I'd lay on the bed next to him and, uh, and help him through that. And then within, you know, within four or five months, um, he, was, he was able to start recognising his emotions and once he started getting frustrated out in the living room or with his younger brother, he was like, you know, I'm getting frustrated and he goes, I'm, I'm going to go off to, you know, to my bedroom and, and do my meditations and stuff and, yeah, we'll take himself off to there and come out when he's feeling happy. So, we so, he's, you know, so, so he's doing that on his own accord at the correct. moment? He's, yeah, he's been able to to take himself away it's almost it sounds like bringing an awareness to to those emotions that that he's, he's experiencing he's six he's six but he's been doing it off his own course since he was five and um but more importantly and then more importantly i think the biggest thing for us is now he associates 
the room as a positive place for him to, to go there, do his little do his work and come out when he's feeling happy. But when he comes out after that, that's when I'll address the behaviour or what happened in a really calm way. I'll say, hey mate, you know, what what happened there? He might be like, I was, you know, I was getting frustrated with Orlando or something, you know, so and I'll just sort of say to him, look, completely fine to get frustrated, it's completely fine to get angry, etc. Um, but you just can't react that way or whatever and um i just have a really sort of mature conversation with him about it and um and i say look is there anything what you want to say and so now he'll, he'll, he'll sort of either you know apologize to his brother or if he's had a you know if he's had a done something with me apologize to me or, or my wife so um yeah so it was pretty powerful and i just sort of thought wow so i thought if this kid can do it from five um every kid can do it from five <laughs> and you know, if you sort of think about your patterning and, and all the rest of it, you know, from back in your own childhood and, and all the research out there is that, you know, anyone that's, you know, can be <laughs> stuffed up later on in life, but they apparently all reverse back to their childhood from when they were six or seven. So I'm like, well, if I can get a program into these kids, um, you know, at that age where they're, they're, they're adopting these really cool habits, they're adopting this sort of discipline from early on, and that's going to go a long way to um, one, improve, you know, making sure that they've got a high self-esteem and improving their self-worth, which is the main thing. But um, but, but but number two, you know, um, help them. Hopefully, it's a preemptive solution to mental health, and they won't go on and have some of these mental health problems. Because when I looked at that and, and was doing the research before the app, I just couldn't believe in 2019 when I first came across it, mental health is getting worse. Yet. We've got cures for different cancers and all the rest of it. Everything in life's improving. We've got available more resources in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I think health. it's... It's getting worse. It's, it's crazy. I'm just like, that. and whatever's been happening, and, and no disrespect to anyone, any organisation, but whatever isn't working. And I just went, like, how can it not be working? And, and that's where I just thought, well, if I can do my little bit here and have a preemptive solution, starting with kids, to give them a daily discipline and stuff, um, then, then that'll be pretty cool. That is cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it come out. And, and just on what you started talking about there around the, the research, I think it's the, the World Health Organization that has uh, uh, estimated and projected that suicide will be uh, the leading killer of, of people by 2030 which is, is pretty scary yeah. when, when you think about it in, in that sort of sense yeah. where we're, we're 10, 10 years away from 2030 and, and it's already uh, huge in, in itself. And we're going through a pandemic at the moment as, as we speak yeah. that is, yeah. um, is, is, is doing a lot of damage across the globe, both directly yeah. and indirectly. When, yeah. like you said though, that there is issues uh, being faced by a lot of people with mental health and, and this is probably only increasing that in some ways. Yeah. I know personally it's it's definitely brought different challenges in, in that space cool. because it's been such yeah. an adjustment. And and yeah. I can only imagine what you're talking about there around children as well. And and I just want to acknowledge and commend you for, for your intentions behind behind worthy because I think mm-hmm. that age is so critical and what you're talking about is is potentially improvements in how people cope and navigate through the stresses of life because that's something now that I reflect about that has taken me a long time to simply bring awareness to it. And you're talking about a six year old child being able to do that 
uh-huh. or like you said, anyone can do it. And it's, it's taken me yeah. to, to become an adult and go through some, some personal journey to, to get to that, which is totally fine. That's, that's my journey. However, yeah. the intention that you have behind Worthy, I think is, is awesome. So yeah, wish you all the best with it and looking forward to, to seeing it uh, progress too. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. And one, one thing it has, which I do with Jet now every day, it has an online journal. So, you know, every night we do is, is uh, the three things that he's grateful for. And the one thing that he wants to let go of, which once again, he just not like, as in he understands, like when I, for, this is like, we only, I only bought this for his um, birthday, which was only 16th of April. So not too long ago at all. And I went, I want to include this as his daily practice. And um, yes, yeah, so he, he's doing that sort of daily. And, you know, when I say, what, what do you want to let go of? Like he understands that it's, some frustration or something that he, you know, that he's had during the day, which is, which is cool. So, um, yeah, mate, no, cheers. That's awesome. And, and just to, to segue off that, what have you learnt from Jet and Orlando? What have you learnt from them? Cool. Uh, well, that's a pretty good question, mate. What have I learnt from them? Um, Look, I think I've learned oh, the reason why I hesitate, but then I have like I'm a fairly always been a fairly patient person, but I've definitely learned um, yeah to be more patient um, without question. Um, what have I learned? Um, connection, connection without question. I think connection is. You know, is a is a thing that you, you get married in a relationship and stuff, and you know, you know, it's like the honeymoon days in the first <laughs> first few months, and you know, you are you are truly connected and stuff. And I think over time, you know, you can not that you lose that, etc. But it's definitely, you know, you, any any marriage, any relationship over time and stuff can absolutely lose that. Um, you're still connected, but are you as connected as what you should be? Like, I'd say no. So I think that that connection piece has. They've sort of yeah brought that back to the surface. It was um you know it was interesting. I don't know what you did with at the start of the the, the pandemic, the coronavirus. But when it first sort of started taking hold and getting serious over in Perth, I remember within the first two or three days I came home and um and I started getting the house organised because I was assuming that we might be locked down for six months. Well, um but um yeah the first thing I did I, I sat down with my wife and you know we, we we said look let's look at our marriage, let's look at our parenting with the boys. And let's look at the business, and we prioritise it in that order because it was the first time in months that we had the time to do it, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, and so we looked at our marriage, we at what was working well, what are the areas we need to improve on, what do we want to keep doing, what do we want to stop doing, and, and same with the boys, going, you know, like where are we feeling guilty, what can we be doing better, all the rest of it, um, and yeah, so that that connection piece, and I think um, being in tune with all that, that without question, the boys have taught me taught me about that and reminded me the importance of it will be the biggest thing. Time for a short reflection break. This is an opportunity for you to stop, take a breath and reflect on your past week as a parent. If you have a pen and paper near you, that's great. If not, simply use your phone or laptop. I want you to write down three things. First, Write down one moment in the past week that you were proud of yourself as a parent. Second, write down one area of your parenting that you would like to improve for the next week. Third, 
Write down one moment from the past week where your child or children have made you smile. Be kind to yourself and enjoy the rest of the podcast. What is connection to you? What, what does it mean to you? Connection is, um, for example, I, you know, some people might think this is a bit weird and that's okay, but I, I still bath, you know, I jump in the bath with, with Jet, six-year-old, and, and Orlando, the 19-month-old. We've got a big bath, though, mind you. Um, and I just, I, I joke my wife, I said, you know, when the baby comes, I'll be four of us in the bath. Um, so for me, it's really super important every night that I might be at work during the day that that's, that's one place to connect with Jet because, um, like they're, you know, when they're, they're normally, they're, they're high energy, they're all that can be, but in the bath, he's calm. He sits there. Totally, really totally resonate with that. I can sit there and have a, a really nice conversation with him and, and stuff, and he's not distracted and all the rest of it. And, um, yeah, and we, I've done that practice sort of daily since, you know, since he was um, probably sort of six months old and out of, out of baby bath. And, um, and now Orlando, like he's... You know, he's joined us in this bath. Well, he's nine months and he's been doing with us for probably last, yeah, seven or eight months. And, you know, and like as soon as I say bath to Orlando, nine months old, but he just, he, he's literally starts running, massive smile on his face. He's, he's trying to pull his clothes off he's on, as he's on the way <laughs> to our master bedroom. Um, so, yeah, for, for, for me, that's, that, 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 that's definitely connection. And, and the other place, the other way I connect with, you know, with Jet, um, Orlando's too young at the moment, is that, um, my wife and I, we alternate every second night of putting, you know, one night I'll put all that out of bed, she'll do jet, and the next night we'll swap. So every second night I've got jet, and um, yeah, I lay on bed and read three or four books, and then every, you know, it's quite funny, every second night I'll say, mate, we're not reading books, and tonight Dad's going to have a chat with you. And you just sort of see, sometimes he's up for it, and sometimes he's just like, you just see, he's like, Dad, just read me a book, and I'll, first, I'll you know, I'll sit there and have a, 10 to 15 minute, 20 minute conversation with him and, you know, and I'll tell him about, um, you know, why I love him and how much I love him and the things that he does that I'm proud of, vice versa. And then he does the same thing back to me. I don't ask. It's funny. He's like, so, um, so that's a really important practice for, for, for me and, um, and for him. And, um, and I know, as I said, sometimes he enjoys it. Sometimes he's thinking, Dad, I can't be asked to ask. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they're probably just two examples of, you know, as a parent anyway. Um, of connection, you know, connection with me. And um, and then, you know, I think from doing that, it then prompts me, you know, well, really, I should be having a similar conversation with my wife, <laughs> you know, as in not, you know, how much we love each other, et cetera, and whatnot. We, we, we do that, but more, you know, more about checking in with her and all the rest of it, whereas you sort of, I think, as you'll probably find, you can put your kids first and it can be quite easy to, to sort of forget about each other. So, um, yeah, so they've sort of, there's something really beautiful in, in that even those moments you were describing when when jet uh voices that he isn't up for that conversation there's something my intuition is telling me around it's you showing up still even though he's making it vocally known that he doesn't want it <laughs> there, there is there's something in that though i believe that is going to correlate later in life knowing that dad is showing up that dad, yeah, dad yeah. does show up even in times when yeah. when i haven't wanted to be in that space or be talking to him on that level or whatever it might be he knows yeah. that dad is showing up so i i really yeah. think that's awesome and and it's really cool to hear from from a, a fellow fellow dad a fellow fellow parent as well i think um yeah the the, the basic 
or the, the least that we can do is just show up. And yet there are still issues out there of being able to do that. Um, yeah. Whether it's be, be present in that moment, uh, just being able to make conscious intentions of just showing up in all different forms, whether it's having a bath with your child or being able to sit with them at the end of the day um, before going mm-hmm. to bed. I think that's, that's really cool. So thank you for, for sharing that as well. That's right. And I think, and I think on that, mate, too, like I think um, it can be really, really easy to beat yourself up and all the rest of it. But I, I just, I, I thought, you know, I'll try and keep it simple and it doesn't matter. Like, yes, I want to spend more time in Campbell Gilly, but as long as I can commit and as long as I get home to have that bath with them each night, it's only 10, 10 minutes. <laughs> and, you know, and then, and of course, there's more time I spend with him, but as long as I can just do that once a day, um, you know, very rarely do I miss that. It's like once, probably once every four or five, something pops up. But, um, but that, that, that's important. So I think it's important for parents not to try and do too much or whatever, but if they can just find one thing, they can, even just five minutes in the day or whatever, um, and not to put themselves under too much pressure that if you're trying to do, try to do everything, but just do one thing where they can, you know, whether it doesn't have to be a connection, it can be something else that relates more to them. Um, but yeah, not to, to put themselves under too much pressure or, or set themselves up to fail and just find something that's simple, that's easy, that suits them, suits their, their, their current situation. Um, yeah, that, that's all I've done. I just found the bath was, you know, my wife sort of laughs at me. She got you still having a bath? I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's a, it's the best place to have a chat with him and it's easy. Like, it's we all, we all, yeah, it is. It is, and it's just it's just easy, you know what I mean. And we all, all three of us, you know, sort of bath together, and, and soon there'll be four of us. <laughs> so, you Happy know, days. I'm six foot four. I'm six foot four, and, and Jeff's got long legs, so it's definitely getting more challenging. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, mate. It's um, yeah, that's that's even what you said about not being too hard on yourself and not putting pressure on yourself. That resonated with me in a big way as well. Early on in in my my parenting journey. I still consider myself a new parent with, with Oscar being two, but it, yeah. it resonated with me because early on, I think I identified 100% with the role of a parent like that. That yeah. was everything. So all the time, all mm-hmm. the energy went into that and, and mm-hmm. what that led to, which I only become aware of later when reflecting on it was I had neglected other roles in my life in terms of whether it be a partner to, to Jess, whether that be an employer, yeah. uh, an employee, now a, a small business owner, all those mm-hmm. different things, a mate, a creator, a learner, they were all yeah. neglected because mm-hmm. I honestly believe now once you 100% identify with one role in your life, you've got to accept that there's going to be neglect experience uh-huh. in those other areas of your life so you've got to be able to own that otherwise if you don't want it to be like that then it's yeah. being able to to be okay with okay i'm not 100 percent a parent it may be the most important role i'll ever have in my life but it's not who i am it's part of uh-huh. it it's yeah a, completely right yeah. yeah what what are some of the 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 parenting joys that come to mind for you Stu? Um, I think the, the the biggest joy that I get is just the development. Like I'll just sort of sit there and you know, my wife go, "Oh my god, like he's doing this now. He's saying that now. When did he like? How is he?" And it's just like 
just the development, watch and just watching them grow. Like it, it, it can be stuff, you know, nearly weekly. We go, and I sometimes I'll say to my wife, like, how, where did he, how did he get, where did he get that from? Clearly, like, you know, now he's at school and stuff and all the rest of it. Um, so for me, there's the, and he is super, like, if he achieves something, he's super proud and the smile on his face, like, yeah, nothing sort of, nothing beats that. So, you know, anything where he's just, you know, achieving something or trying to master it, it's like trying to kick a football or play, like anything that he's just improving, like he just gets a monumental amount of joy out of. And uh, and that just, yeah, gives me the, the, the most amount of joy. So that would be sort of without question, um, without question number one. And, and look, I think... Um, you know, I think number two, and this is where it's my my job's really important, is that if I can have, you know, all my boys eventually once they're of age, um, disciplined during the day to do their meditation, their breath work, or whatever, set themselves up and have this strategy to use, and you know they can then you know down the track help other kids or or whatever, but most importantly help themselves and and have that as a daily practice, which they love and enjoy um then that would make me and not not for me as in for that would make me really proud for, for them as i know for a fact if i can get them now into this routine and all the rest of it and, and give them this tool that it's just going to set them up down the track will they have challenges absolutely but it's just going to give them a pretty good foundation to sort of you know tackle the all the the challenges which they'll which will get thrown at them um as they get older I'm interested to know what type of parenting did you experience as a child? Oh, horrific. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, um, dad, you know, dad, to be, to be frank, probably dad was an asshole. I'd probably the nicest word I can say. Um, very belittling, aggressive, um, you know, obviously smacked and all the rest of it, but put you down whenever he could. Um, you know, when mum wasn't around, you know, it'd be even worse type thing. Mum was, mum's a, you know, mum's a really beautiful lady. Um, very different. Um, but she was also, you know, she was also, uh, you know, sat back and <laughs> observed and, you know, allowed things to happen. But, you know, I, I had a, you know, I had a, an issue with it for, for a number of years, as you can probably appreciate. But um, I got to a point where um, it was probably, oh, jeez, what are we? Oh, maybe, you know, maybe seven, eight years ago, um, where, yeah, I, I now, I now absolutely view my parenting, uh, my experience with my own parents as an absolute gift and have no, <laughs> and hope, have no doubt that, you know, what I'm doing today and, and the overcompensating of love and all the rest of it that I give my boys um, is a direct result of, is a direct result of that. And, and, and I think that's really important is that you can look, get all better and twisted and whatnot. Um, and, you know, my relationship with my dad is, is, is okay. Like we see each other once every couple of months, it's fine. Um, it's, not, it's not close and whatnot and I wouldn't allow it to be, but it's fine. It's cool. We have a relationship. He sees the boys, loves the boys, all the rest of it. So there's no sort of, you know, longer term issue there. But no, I absolutely see it as a blessing. And, um, and I don't, you know, if I didn't have that, I, there was no way. I don't think I'd probably be the parent I am today. So, um, but yeah, I was just able to sort of flip that experience. I think some people can use their experience and go down the same path, or you can look at it and go, you know, what can I learn from it? And how can I, you know, what can I do that, I don't want to do and, and what are some things that being said he still had some good qualities and what's some of the qualities that I want to take that were good and, and, and adopt myself so 
Thank you for, for being open about that, Stu, as well. And and it's awesome to I can genuinely see that you've 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 added gratitude to all of that now. Uh, through whatever process that that you've been through to to get to that point, but I can see you've you've definitely added gratitude to to that now. Yeah. And and just as as an extension on that, you talked about there were were good traits there from mm-hmm. your point of view, and and there were yeah. uh, bad traits there. I imagine. Yeah. Um, what lessons did you take from your parents? Um. Probably the biggest one is that, you know, mum and dad, uh, they, they never sort of had, you know, had much money. They weren't, they weren't poor or anything, but they, you know, they, they definitely sort of um, didn't have much money. Um, the biggest lesson I took from mum and dad is that no matter what financial situation they were in, no matter what situation they were in, um, they gave us everything they absolutely could, which, you know, which is an amazing thing. Like, so, you know, we never went without, you know, we... Um, yeah, so I think that as a as a lesson, as a, as a gift from you know, from uh, from a set of parents is, yeah, it, it is really is really cool. It was sort of um, yeah, they did everything they could, the circumstances they could, and yeah, well, I definitely never felt that you know we went without anything, and and to the point where you know I know for a fact that they stretched themselves financially a number of times and stuff. Um, still put us were able to put us through private schooling, which I know was a challenge at at, at a certain time in my high school and whatnot. Um, you know, no moment to go on a payment plan and all the rest of it. You know, so the easier thing could have been to pull us out and put us into a um, public school with no school fees, for example. But you know, they, they didn't do that. So that's that's definitely the, the biggest lessons, and yeah, one of the, the best things. Yeah, which was good. What has has parent? How has parenting impacted your relationships? We're, we're talking all relationships here. So social, whether that be through work personal with with Emily how has it impacted your relationships um it's a very good question how has it impacted my relationships um I would say if someone's not a good parent I've got no time for them there's there's no excuse like I've got I've got uh yeah if someone's that um, whereas I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have had that stance before being being a parent. So if someone's you know, excuse me, but like a shit dad or a crap mum or puts themselves in front of work, then I wouldn't have a I wouldn't have a relationship with that person. Number one. Um, number two. Just trying to think of how it's a past relationship where probably was. I now just align myself with people. I think that that view it as important as what I do. And I'd probably go so far as to say this, um, and you don't know what you found, but do most people, not most, do, do a lot of people really truly value parenting and make it their absolute number one priority? I don't think they do. I'm not for any bad intentions. I don't think, no, there's not any bad people out there. I, I think that. You know how you know yourself how hard it is to work at. Even I, I have to work at this freaking thing every every day of the week, and you can slip back and all the rest of it. And if it's not top priority, high on mine, 
you'll slip in old habits and it will become, you know, so absolutely. So I know how hard it is. And that's why when I say that, it's not to have a posture of appearance at all. It's not. It's more just being realistic, going, you know, other things get in the way, other priorities, um, you know, uh, other priorities happen. So, um, so I just find that when, you know, the handful of people that I meet that sort of, yeah, that really sort of um, take those, no, that's not the right word, probably enjoy it and, and prioritise as much as what I do, then, um, then yeah, I'll probably align myself to, to, to those people and have, you know, have great relationships and, and probably the relationships I've had previously and once again with old friends and whatnot, um, and not in a bad way, um, they just probably sort of just dissolve over time and whatnot and, and purely because for no other reason then uh, you've just got slightly different different interests and, and I've just found now that we've probably gravitated, which is no surprise, like without now most really close friendships with say a couple of parents from get school, for example. Um, yeah, so that that's probably really the, the impact that, it, that, that it's had. Um, you know, the impact on a relationship with say Emily and I, it's um it's it's definitely added stress and pressure to the relationship. Our relationship without question isn't as um, isn't as relaxed and as you know as as enjoyable as it was pre-kids, but we both recognise and acknowledge. When I say it's not as enjoyable, just with the added stress and pressure, the, the daily you know, the juggle with the kids and stuff, but it's added such another dimension that we're quite happy to lose a bit of that enjoyment and that carefree that we had before kids to sacrifice that for what we've got now and we wouldn't trade it for the world. You mentioned before good parents. Hmm. What is a, a good parent to you? Oh, no, I think it's pretty simple. I, I think it's um, I, I purely think it's just someone that that prioritises. Um, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I, I don't believe that your kids are the most. Let me clarify. I don't believe that your kids are the most important thing in the world. And that sounds like that sounds really contradictory. But the reason why I say that is I believe that myself I'm the most important thing only because if I'm not if I don't have my issues sorted. If I don't have, if I'm not on top of my own mental health, if I'm not on top, then what good am I to my wife? What good am I to my kids? So, and I think people get lost, lost, lost in that, and they, and they, they, they put their kids up on a pedestal. Where don't get me wrong, I, I love my boys, and you know, and, and, uh, I'm sure that comes out today. But I've got to put myself first, get myself right, and then, um, and then you know, and then make sure that the you know the kids are probably secondary, secondary to that in my relationship with them. So, mate. Good parent to me is simply someone that yeah prioritises their kids would and just at any, you know at, at most moments wants us to just spend spend time with them um, and just be with them and, and, and teach them. It's just really connect with them. Just just simple. Not they don't have to be going out and buying lots of presents or or, or, or whatnot. Just just be just be there for them. I think it's, it's, it's basically what it is for me. Let's travel I think, back. I think for a lot of people that's hard. Like I think, and even for me, it can how be hard. so? <laughs> how so is that hard for you at the moment? Well, because I want to be there. For, I want to be there for more, more than I am for the moment. I'd love to be able to pick it up from school at three three o'clock and then spend the afternoon with you every afternoon. I don't. My wife has to be home at five five. So yeah, it's hard. Like it's a it's a challenge. Let's travel back in time a little bit now, and 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 tra- and travel back to to your pre-parent self. Now, yeah, if you could 
go back in time with one piece of advice for your pre-parent self, what would that piece of advice be? So just so I understand this properly, so um, so before I've had kids, is it a piece of advice I'm giving to myself before I have kids and get ready to be that? Yeah. My advice will be, um, this will be the hardest thing you ever do. And if you don't make it an absolute priority, it can destroy you, destroy your marriage and relationships. But if you make it a priority, it will give you the, the biggest the biggest blessing. And, and I know myself that the more work I put into it, the easier it becomes. Is parent being an easy no? But the more work I put into being a dad and, and, and getting my business sorted so I can spend more time with them and stuff, the easier it becomes. The challenges, uh, there aren't as many challenges there. So when it, you know, when life gets away from you and life gets in front of you, parenting it just gets harder and harder. Without question, do the kids feel it? <laughs> you know what I mean? They they they, they know when you're not spending much time with them, etc. Um, that causes to behavioural stuff, all the rest of it, the knock on effect. So um, that would be a, a piece of advice I'd give myself. How do you feel right now reflecting back on on your parenting journey so far? Eyes in the, like, the last six years with Jet and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, how do I feel? Um, I sort of feel like it's only just starting. <laughs> Still learning, like and you'll always be learning, right? I sort of feel that having any scratch the surface, to be honest. The things I want to do and, and the things that I'm that's all evolving, I'm still trying to get things in place to be able to uh yeah, so I still very much feel that I'm at the infancy stage, which sounds a bit crazy because jet six and I'll land over nine months, but um but um yeah, I, I just sort of feel that uh yeah, there's a lot, a lot more, a lot more to learn, and um, and um, but you know, sort of proud, proud with how they're doing so far, and are there room for improvement? Absolutely, yes, of course there are. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, we've got a really, we've got a really happy family um, most of the time. Um, boys that are just, you know, just happy, you know, just love being around us, and um, yeah, you know. Um, and Jet's whole thing on the weekend now, he's just sort of, he asks a question, he goes, what, what are we doing as a family? Um, which is cool, we say, mate, you choose. So he chooses our little family out on the weekends and stuff. I'm like, what do you want to do? And um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I feel good about it and stuff. But yeah, I literally feel like I'm only, I'm only scratching the surface. Of it. Only just scratching the surface. That that resonates with me big time because I'm, I'm an advocate of having a beginner's mindset in all areas of life, whether that be parenting or business or whatever it might be, however long that you've been doing it. So it's really refreshing yeah. refreshing, and something I admire uh, hearing from, from uh, a fellow father like yourself who's, um, yeah, who's got Jet who's six years old and, and it's, it's really cool to, to hear that and it's something that, that I've found personally valuable too, that at the end of the day, each day is uh, that new day to learn something new to do something different with them and you know what it'll be the same in 20 years time when oscar and potential siblings uh, uh adults of, of their own potentially right. as well and and on that note 
let's let's fast forward now. So we've just travelled back in time. Let's fast forward to, to 30, 40 years into the future and and Jess, Orlando and and and, and your third boy that's on the way are potentially uh, embarking on, on parenthood themselves as well. Do you see there being any any major differences or changes in the, the parenting landscape, the parenting dynamic in into the future? As in how we how how they will be parenting per se, as as we are now. However you interpret it. So in terms of them directly, in terms of the parenting landscape in general, the relationship between a parent and a child, the family dynamic, whatever that comes to mind for you. Um no, I, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that uh, there will be any sort of major change. I, I sort of, you know, look back at you know, my experience with mum and dad and all the rest of it. And I know a lot about their experience with their parents and stuff. Um, you know, I, I believe that as challenging as it is, I, I still believe that you know it can be quite simple. And, and, and the fact that you know simple but so hard to, to, to execute because if I was more available and you know I was able to spend more available time um, with the boys and stuff um, I've, got, I've got, got no doubt that a couple of the stresses and pressures that we have now so I wouldn't be there if you didn't have so it's, it's unrealistic if you didn't have to you know to work you know, and all the rest of it blah 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 um, but if you can, you know, if you can sort of set your life up in a way and, um, in a way where you remove as many of those outside stresses and pressures as possible before starting a family is important. And then that would probably be the advice to my boys and stuff they're looking to do. Just have your stuff, you know, squared away as much as possible. Um, but no, I, I don't view how we parent or anything to be drastically different I, I think you know connection I can't see how connection still would be one of the most important things <laughs> between a parent and a child um, yeah so um, no, I, I don't view it as, as being too, too, too different um, yeah just, on, just, yeah, just, just yeah. on the connection piece that you just talked about again mm. in terms of and I, I'm on the same page I think connection is pivotal now and it's only going to be more pivotal into the future with the potential yeah. of more barriers in the way of being able to connect and i feel like we potentially see that today whether it be social media and and i'm talking human connection which obviously uh is the overarching sort of umbrella to to that parent child relationship do you see yeah do you see there being any more barriers uh in in the future to, to human connection in terms of where we are now and where we're going. Oh, look, absolutely, I would have thought so. Um, but you know, my, my solution to that is that uh, we unplug the TV at home, <laughs> so we don't have the TV on. <laughs> so, like, you can, you know, you can once again, you can people can sit there and, and, and complain and all the rest of it about kids' addiction to all that sort of stuff. We don't, we just don't have it in our house. Is that sustainable? You know, of course, at a point you'll need to you know, learn an iPad and the rest of it you've got at school, but is it going to be detrimental to him? No, it's not. Um, so, yes, there will be more distractions without question. Yes, there will be more opportunities and whatnot, but I still think you can sort of control, as a parent, control a lot of it. Um, yeah, to, you know, to, to, to ensure that those sort of problems are minimised 
best as possible. There's always a risk that anything, you know, you know, that, that stuff can happen, you know, with technology and all the rest of it. But um, but even in, you know, 20, 30, 40 years' time, <laughs> you've got a choice as to how you parent. If there's more, more distractions, more different technology, well, you know, you don't have to have them in your home if you don't want to. Is there anything that you've that you've read, that you've watched, that you've listened to on on the the topic, on the area of parenting that you found really useful over your journey so far? Um, no, I haven't actually. I haven't. Um, I haven't uh, read. Any, I haven't really done any of that. I've been to. I've been to see Megan Dent before. Um, she did a workshop for parent for dads and boys, like I went a couple of years ago, which is cool. What was that like? Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was really good, like just practical, some practical you know, information, advice, and all the rest of it. That was amazing. Um, and that's the only really thing, thing that I've done. Um, so yeah, a lot of it, you know, as I said, I'm still learning and whatnot, and it's sort of just more coming down to probably what you know. I think what, yeah, I think what I didn't have with my, you know, my parents and probably more, more specifically dad, um, and just making sure that my boys have the opposite of the way I've sort of done it so far. Rightly or We're close to finishing up here, Stu. You've been awesome with your time, mate. I'd love to. I'd love to to finish off with what are you loving about parenting right now? Um, just the dynamic in the house. <laughs> There's nothing better. Like most nights and stuff, you know. Um, I say to the boys, you want me to tell you a story? I object. Well, he, he could be sitting down playing with a truck on the floor, and Orlando could be, I don't know, over chasing the dog or trying to give the dog shits or whatever. And, um, you know, I say, hey, boys, it's story time. I both drop what they're doing. I run over, I come and sit on my lap. I've got one on my left leg, one on my right. And I sit there and tell them the story. The story will be absolutely the worst story I've ever heard. It'll be just something I'm literally making up, and it might be something about them the breakfast in the morning, but, you know, <laughs> the story's not important. And they just absolutely like love it and sit there in silence <laughs> and just listen to this terrible, terrible story. Um, but you know, they're they're, they're just happy. it's just a simple thing, and that's what I think. You know, good advice to parents is they don't need the toys. They don't. You know, I, I I have a problem with the amount of crap and the amount of toys that he gets. You know, at, at Christmas time from family and whatnot. And, you know, the garage got these. Things doesn't use them and I just say to my wife like I'd rather maybe spend you know somewhere else and like get them to donate it to a, an orphanage or something because it just he doesn't use them and they don't care for yes they need them yes they can play with them but they both get a ton more enjoyment out of you know sitting with me and, and being told a story or having a bath um and not to say you do that all the time but um but yeah that, that's that's definitely that question the most Enjoyable time, and even though, as I said, I know I'm telling a really, really bad story. <laughs> so, so what, so what you're saying then, Stu, is, is there's going to be no feature of those stories on on the app? We we can't expect no, anything no, like that. No, no. If uh, if one of those stories got out, mate, it would destroy the app, destroy the brand, that just never get off the ground. <laughs> I think you're being hard on yourself. It sounds like those boys <laughs> really love them. So, mate, it's been um, it's been been awesome to to be able to chat to you like this, and and I'm looking forward to many more chats like this 
into the future as well. We always finish off our sounding board parenting uh, chats, our episodes with a segment called Time to Plug Off. Now we've talked a little bit about the, the app Worthy. I'd love to uh, be able to share with the listeners where those that are listening can find your work. Uh, are you on social media? Uh, and and yeah. what's next for you as well, mate? Yeah, mate, awesome. Um, yeah, so as I said, we did, we just done a, uh, at the start of the show, which may not be getting included, but we just done a bit of a rebrand. But at the moment, um, they can, yeah, just type in www.theworthinessproject.com.au. Um, but uh, that will be, have a new URL within the next sort of probably um, two to three weeks, which will be www.worthy, W-O-R-T-H-I.net. Dot au um and yeah but we're just actually getting the the um the website will be sort of up next week but there's a landing page and stuff at the moment um on that wordless project um, domain which yeah the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll be live and people can uh, jump on there and uh, yeah into their details and um we'll let them know we've got a lady um it's really cool we've got a lady that um was referred to me by a teacher and uh, her five-year-old suffered from anxiety and had a half hour chapter on monday Yes, she started the program with her five-year-old on um, next this Monday coming up, um, which, which, which is exciting. So when I chatted to her, you know, her five-year-old, a lot of similar struggles to Jet. Um, so that was really, uh, really powerful. But you know, it's like, oh wow, this this concept of mine and this problem I wanted to solve was, yeah, it was literally like happening, you know, in in real time with, with another person with a daughter, which is, yeah, which is probably the most rewarding thing to date for myself, you know, in any sort of business professional sense that i've done from a sense of achievement fulfillment it's cool that's really exciting and and i'm really looking forward to, to seeing how it evolves and progresses and i think the intention behind it is awesome and and i think your intentions generally uh are awesome just just from the bottom of my heart just to be able to uh listen to, to your perspective on on parenting uh, has been uh, great from a, a self point of view and I hope all the listeners gain some value from it as well. I hope you've gained some value from, from jumping on Sounding Board Parenting, Stu, and, and I wish yourself, Emily, Orlando and Jet all the best into the future with uh, the, the new addition in, in a few awesome, months. Awesome, mate. It's exciting. <laughs> We're excited and nervous about the new addition. It's going to add another dimension to the house and as I said, the bar's going to get fuller, but, uh, but now I'm pumped, can't, can't wait. And, uh, and then that'll be the end of the, the, the family chapter, mate. If we have more than three kids, then, uh, yeah, I'm not sure my mental health will survive anymore. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stu. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Be well, mate. Thank you for listening. Personally, these interviews are providing me a time to reflect on my week as a parent. Let me know if anything stood out for you during the chat. As a new pod on the block, yes, dad jokes are welcome here. It would be great if you could look out for us and share this episode with someone that you think may be interested. While you're at it, why not head to our socials and show some love with a like, follow or comment. Keep an eye out for the next pod drop. Big thanks to Steelo Media for producing this piece of art we call Sounding Board Parenting. From my heart to yours, I hope you're making progress on something you love and something that makes you feel alive. Remember, this can go anywhere.